It's Tuesday, April 26, 2022. I'm Ben Bowden, and you're listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily podcast aimed to give you a simple and steady diet of God's Word and to help us all prepare for this upcoming Sunday's sermon. Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 12. This is what the Word of God says. Now, when Jesus had finished these sayings, he went away from Galilee and entered the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. And Pharisees came up to him and tested him by saying, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And he said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to, to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, Not everyone can receive this saying, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive this receive it. May God be blessed to the reading and the hearing of his word. Right here, uh, Jesus gives his famous talk about uh, in teaching about divorce. And it was really predicated on the question that uh, Pharisees came up to him in order to test him. And that's very important. The way they asked this question uh, was almost like a crafty, kind of think of like a crafty lawyer trying to, to trap uh, his opponent. But they said, is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? And then what's interesting is what Jesus does is he, he, does, he does what we ought to always do. He is the great example of here. He goes to the very beginning. It is before the fall. It is before Genesis 3. It is before the rebellion and the curse that we get a glimpse of the way the world ought to be. We get a glimpse of the, the institution of family and the institution of marriage, what it's all about and what it should be grounded in. It says, he says, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning, first of all, made them male and female? So, so he, he recognizes the distinctions of the genders and that there's two genders. He says, he quotes Genesis 2, saying, uh, same passage that the Apostle Paul quotes in Ephesians 5. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother, hold fast to his wife, the two shall become one flesh. And then he gives commentary on uh, this one flesh union. He says, they are no longer two, but one flesh. And he says, what God has joined together, therefore, let not man separate. And the reason he says this is because he's saying you really can't separate this. There is a one flesh uh, um, 
mystical, mysterious, wonderful union that takes place at marriage that you really can't completely separate. It, it's kind of like, and I gave this illustration, it's kind of like uh, if you take a, um, a blue and a yellow um, ball of Play-Doh, you put them together and you, you just knead them together, you tear them apart, you, you just uh, you know, ball it up together. You do that for about 20 minutes. You rub them together. What is it going to be? It's, it's going to be neither blue nor yellow. It's going to be green. And then if you were to say separate this into the blue and the yellow ball, you can't do it. It's impossible. They're, they're together. It's, you can't extract that. And, and that's the picture. What God has joined together, let not man separate. Of course, they then say, well, then why did Moses uh, command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away? Of course, Jesus said to them, um, because of your hardness of heart. So first of all, divorce happens because of hardness of heart. It says, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. So they said, command, Moses command. He said, no, 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 Moses allowed you. Moses never commanded. He allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And then he says, let me tell you, here's how you were to think about divorce. Whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. Now, a couple of thoughts there. First of all, he does give an exception clause. He says, except on the grounds of sexual immorality. The Greek word there is porneia. And, uh, and, and he says, on that ground, there may be a divorce that is, uh, is, is not going to wind up in um, adultery if the innocent party then marries another. Um, and then and then First uh, Corinthians 7, the Apostle Paul talks about what, what some theologians just call desertion. There's another exception clause there with desertion. We won't talk about that today. Um, we're, we're just concentrating on Matthew 19. What he's saying right here is divorce is clearly not commanded Moses allowed it, but he says, why? It's because of your hardness of heart. In other words, there's, there's because we live in a broken world, and even now, you just shouldn't get a divorce. He says, except for sexual immorality. In other words, he's saying that, that shouldn't be an automatic. You should try to work things out. You should try to, and, and I know couples that there has been sexual immorality. There has been unfaithfulness to the marital bed. And yet, they've been able to reconcile, restore their marriage, and now their marriage is flourishing better than it ever has. And that's what every couple, uh, Christian couple, should seek to do. And the reason is because we understand marriage as a one flesh union that ultimately, as the Apostle Paul says, reflects that which is true about Christ and the church. And so, we should have a mentality that we will leave our spouse when Jesus leaves his spouse, the church, and not a second sooner. Now, of course, in a broken world, I know that there's broken hearts and there's, there, there's just brokenness all around. And even mentioning this, I've talked with those who have walked through divorce or have been children of those who have walked through divorce, and they've said that it's the most painful thing that, that, that shaped their life, the most painful journey they ever took, and the most painful thing even now that, uh, that, that traumatizes them even now. And so I want to give you a word of grace. God's riches of love 
are bestowed on those not who have done well, but simply who admit that they have not done well and receive his gift of grace uh, just as that, as a gift through Jesus Christ. In other words, the gospel is a message of grace, and it's not a message of do good, fly right, be better. It's a message of grace. Um, and, And the way we receive it is we receive it through faith, but faith is also always connected to repentance, meaning we don't live for ourselves. We don't live for the things of this world. We live for Christ and his kingdom. And and then he goes on to talk about uh, there are eunuchs. Now, the, uh, the disciples said to him when they heard this, they're like, wait a minute, this is severe stuff. Like, this is a huge risk that we're taking if we get married, because who knows? What if, what if we marry someone who does not make us happy? What if we marry someone who is a real pill to live with? What, what if we marry, and it just is really, really hard. And, um, and Jesus, he says to them, not everyone can receive this saying. Um, he says, uh, it, there are some who are eunuchs, uh, been so from birth, Eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men. In other words, they've, it's been forced upon them, uh, maybe because they're a lot in life and um, it's been forced upon them. And then there are some who have chosen uh, singleness and, uh, not, and not to be married for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. But you know, this goes right along with what the, what the theme of Matthew is, which is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. He says, let the one who is able to receive this, receive it. In other words, we live, we live primarily and ultimately for the kingdom of Christ. And when we do that, it will guide our decisions. And so that may compel one to be married, which for most of us, that's, that's what it will be. That is the normal, that's the general pattern. But for some, it, he, he says right here, there, there are some who for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of ministry, for the sake of discipleship, for the sake of missions, for the sake of, of expansion of the kingdom of Christ, they have chosen not to be married. Um, but, but, it, but that, I would say, is, is, is really not the norm. That's not that every young person should just default to, well, if I'm really going to be a good Christian, then I'm not going to get married. No, most people will. This is one of God's beautiful, wonderful gifts to humanity, his, his common grace. And, and to the church, it's a gift, it's an institution, and it's the very institution that is made and designed to portray that which is true about Christ and the church. And so we ought to embrace marriage and love marriage. And so I just want to encourage you, um, wherever you are, if you, let's say if you are married, would you seek first the kingdom of God in your marriage? And that means that you would be like Christ who came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. How can you serve your spouse? How can you love your spouse? How can you, how can you encourage and build up your spouse? Those are the questions that we need to ask. How can we be the kind of person that it's, it's, it's easier to live with this year than we were last year? Another question to ask is, if, if you're single, what must you do to seek first the kingdom of Christ? And how can you make much of Christ in what you've been given, the opportunities, the relationships, uh, the church, and, and the responsibilities that you've been given? Because at the end of the day, that's what we're all about, is that the kingdom of Christ 
would be advanced, that the name of Jesus would be lifted high on all the earth. I'm Ben Bowden. We will meet again next time on Simple Rhythms.